This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be financial or investment advice. Seek a licensed professional for investment advice about crypto or any other investment. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Blazing Crypto Podcast. We're Justin and Brandon, and today we're excited to talk with you about altcoins, kind of an altcoins 101 episode. Before we dive in, Justin, I wanted to acknowledge, uh, you know, we live in South Carolina, uh, kind of currently has felt like summer outside, <laughs> but to be fair, it's also felt like summer in the charts. We kind of had that pump, dump, and chop kind of action like we were used to from May, June, and July. So how are you processing the summer weather in the charts? Oh, Honestly, at times like this, it's easy to just, or it's it's easier for me to just look away and, you know, take care of other things in my life, not obsess over price action, because, uh, yeah, if you watch the sideways chop uh, too closely, it, it might make you in, uh, into a mad person, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, today we're excited to talk about the the fun world of altcoins, uh, how they function, how they started, how we think about them, and some upside and downside scenarios. So, Justin, as we jump into altcoins, give us some brief history on what they are, how they started, and uh, yeah, give us give us an introduction here. Yeah. So, um, the best way to describe it is. Um, basically Bitcoin, Bitcoin is, think of it like the original cryptocurrency, right? Like it, it's the one that introduced this blockchain technology, um, to everyone and Bitcoin has, uh, you know, been around since the beginning, it's got its strengths. Uh, but what has happened is Bitcoin sort of introduced this new technology well, all of these other venture capitalists, um, developers, you know, really smart people around the world said, hey, we can take this blockchain thing and we can make it do this or that, that maybe Bitcoin can't do. So they start creating all these other technologies that are still, it's blockchain, right? It's fundamentally kind of uh, similar to Bitcoin, but all of these different use cases, essentially. Uh, and that's where that's kind of where altcoins, or altcoins came up is um, it's it's newer technology than Bitcoin, technically. Like these are startups that haven't been around for a long time. Some of them have been around for you know longer than others. But for the most point uh, or most part, as as blockchain kind of goes into the world and affects different industries, uh, it happens sort of like in the form of altcoins, which are just other types of coins that do different stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, very good. And one thing that we like to talk about is uh, the fact that in 2017, um, altcoins were new. Like you mentioned, everything was new. And essentially, there was this flurry of of white papers where essentially all of these ideas sort of started surfacing. Compare 2017 and the white paper craze to with alts what we're looking at in in the year almost at the end of 2021. Yeah, in 2017, like companies 
you know, these groups starting these coins, they didn't even have to do anything or make anything. All, all they had to make was the little white paper that said what they were going to do. And, <laughs> and like millions, sometimes billions of dollars would, you know, flood into these altcoins. Um, because, you know, hey, it's really smart people saying they're going to do some really cool stuff. I'm going to throw money at it. Um, whereas today, now, now what we're seeing is a lot of those coins that, you know, just promised everything, they didn't, they didn't make it out of 2017 in, in 2021, um, right now you can't like altcoins that just say a bunch of stuff aren't making it. They're, they're not going to do well, right? They have to be creating real products, um, solving real problems for real people. And, um, today, I mean, there's. There's thousands of more altcoin projects in in crypto today than there was four years ago, and you know some of them are bad and risky, and you don't want to put money into them. But some of them are very real, um, real companies doing really cool stuff. A lot of them are now actually. Yeah, that's good. In, in many cases, I, I remember the the Shark Tank joke uh, when a company when uh, when Mark Cuban or whoever would ask about sales, and the company said they were pre pre revenue, which meant we don't have any sales. We haven't made a dollar. We haven't sold a thing. And, and in, in 2017, all of these, I mean, shoot, pre-revenue is giving it too much credit. I mean, they, they were like pre-development. Uh, so, yeah, 2021, 2022, as we enter that, it's definitely a different world for altcoins. But I think a lot of the same thinking uh, still applies. One thing I think everyone needs to know is uh, retail. And when we say retail, uh, we mean people like you and I, people with smaller uh, bank accounts and checkbooks that that buy crypto on Coinbase and Gemini and Voyager, FTX, you name it. But retail loves altcoins. And frankly, sometimes the smaller market cap, uh, the, the smaller they are, uh, the better. I think about things like obviously the craze with meme and dog coins, uh, sort of beginning of this year. Um, but but we've seen. I mean, it. I'll just ask you why. Why is retail so fascinated with altcoins? And frankly, they don't even necessarily understand what the thing does, and yet they'll ape into a small cap alt. Tell tell us why that exists. I think. Well, I think there's a number of reasons why it exists. Um, one of the big things is usually when people buy uh, buy buy an altcoin, let's say you go and you're going to buy um, XRP Ripple. Uh, that has been a really popular one for a long time. Well, you've probably already heard of Bitcoin. Maybe you've been watching it for a while or people have talked to you about Bitcoin and that was your first introdu introduction to um, cryptocurrency. And by the time you get to the place where you want to buy, a lot of people think, oh, Bitcoin's already taken off, right? It's already gone 10x. I got to find the next cool thing. Um, Ripple only costs, uh, you know, a dollar versus Bitcoin costs $60,000. Therefore, Ripple is a lot cheaper. So there's there's a lot of problems with that, that thinking in that line um, that can kind of lead you towards, you know, reckless decisions in crypto. But the main thing is that a lot of people just follow that line. Um, and even myself included, when I first started, you know, it was really easy to kind of have that mentality. So I think a lot, a big reason that a lot of people buy altcoins as their first purchase, it's because they, they think Bitcoin already did its thing. 
and they're trying to find the next big thing. They're trying to find the thing that's competing with Bitcoin. And the reality is almost all of the altcoins that I know about, they're not even competing with Bitcoin. They're trying to solve a completely different problem. Um, they're attracting different buyers, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I think I think kind of like chasing the next Bitcoin is a big part of it. Um, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, we've used the analogy of Bitcoin being like buying a park bench in Manhattan. It's like you get your your square inch, uh, you know, with your 0.02 Bitcoin that you bought with, you know, one hundred and twenty five dollars or whatever, whatever it would be now. Now, more than that versus buying an altcoin is like buying an acre plot in like the middle of Kansas. And yes, it's more land, uh, but but obviously less valuable land and time will tell whether people find value in that or not. So I'm going to make two statements about altcoins, and both of these statements are true. And uh, I want you to want you to tell me how you process these two statements together. So first, historically, altcoins, and and legitimately any altcoin, almost altcoins outperform Bitcoin on the same time horizon. Altcoins outperform Bitcoin. The second statement is. Altcoins are the fastest way to both grow how much Bitcoin you have and conversely, the fastest way to lose how much Bitcoin you have. How do you process those two realities? Yeah, so I think the best way to kind of handle that or I guess like what those things mean for me is if you're going to invest in altcoins, you really have to understand um, when it's safe to buy altcoins and when it's not safe to buy altcoins. Um, small example there, uh, there was a, a big boom of like new coins that came out in 2020, around the summer of 2020. Um, one of them was called Serum and I bought that on day one around like eight cents or something like that. It went to 30 cents and I was able to sell and then I kind of like traded it as it was um, going through that fall. The main thing here is uh, in September 2020, I had a lot of exposure to Serum uh, and very little exposure to Bitcoin. Well, what happened is Bitcoin took off and went 4x against the US dollar and almost every altcoin went down 75% against the US dollar. So basically, Bitcoin just completely swallowed the whole crypto market. And if you weren't in Bitcoin, you were not safe. Uh, and that, that was a very crummy feeling. I'll just say <laughs> that was a rough month. Um, so the main thing there is, uh, you know, yeah, if you bought and held altcoins in August, 2020, it was a rough four months. You lost most of what you had if you just stuck with that. Um, and if you commit to that, you kind of got to hold through it and wait for, you know, greener pastures. Um, so the main thing there is it's not safe to buy altcoins in August 2020. Well, if you had bought them in January 2021, you know, six months later, you know, some of these altcoins you know, like um, Solana, for example, it went, it went from a dollar to I think $260 was its all time high um, mm -hmm. in like the last 10 months. So during certain seasons, it's it's safer uh, and smarter to buy these altcoins, but you've got to know when to when to get rid of those uh, and take profits and move into a safer asset like Bitcoin. 
Yeah, I think one thing psychologically or just mentally to process is, and I had to figure this out early on too. So there's a scenario where you're on crypto Twitter, you're talking with your friends over text, over lunch, whatever, and you hear about individually, you hear about an altcoin, you hear about a new trend. Kind of identifying, are you are you the first person to hear about it? Or are you not the last, but are you at, at a long line, at the end of a long line of people that have already moved into this coin? I guess the big question would be analyzing, you know, where am I in this move? And I know for me, a lot of times I would buy in what ended up being two thirds of the way up. And I'm kind of just getting my feet wet in this position. And then the position drops 50%. And I'm like, okay, it'll recover. I'm, I'm down a little bit. But then it drops another 50%. And then you're like, oh boy, I guess, I guess I'm a lifetime believer in the technology now because I will be holding this till kingdom come. Um, so yeah, I think that's a lot of how people, myself included, yourself included, hopefully in the past, uh, get, get wrecked in alts as they buy near the top of a big move. In other words, they only buy when all the lights look green. And when all the lights are green, we know from a traffic analogy that they're all about to turn yellow, right? And then they will turn red. So the point is, if, you, if you're buying after something is already pumped and then you're selling at the bottom, you're going to get wrecked time after time after time. Justin, one point on this that I wanted to, to make sure we highlighted again, you mentioned a really sharp and harsh correction on altcoins that actually happened at the very beginning of the initial bull run. So give a little more information there on altcoins, how hard they crash, and what people ought to know about those corrections. Yeah, so um, altcoins, well, let's take Serum, that same coin I was talking about earlier. And, uh, you know, I could, we could pull a hundred different examples of different coins. Um, but Serum, since it launched in August, 2020, which was like what, eight, 16 months ago or something like that. Um, it's had four corrections where it corrected roughly 80% hmm. in, in 16 months. Um, like that is like there's volatility that you find in, in Bitcoin. And then there's like dropping 80% four times in 16 months type of volatility. <laughs> So a lot of times what happens though, like what you were saying, people are buying, you know, near the top and then they just get wrecked 80%. And they're like, I'm done. They call it quits. And then they finally sell. And honestly, that's when they should be buying the altcoin is when it's down 80%, <laughs> right? Like um, a lot of people though, they love to buy the altcoin that's up 500, 500%, 5,000%, you know? Right. Um, Doge is a good example of that where, you know, in um, a, a lot of people get introduced to the market through Doge. Well, when a lot of the like common, whatever the the normal people of the world that uh, you know aren't heavily involved in crypto, um, when they started hearing heavily about Doge last year or earlier this year, it was um, it had already gone up like five thousand percent, and then they started. That was when retail started buying, uh, and they're just buying these coins. They don't. Even, they don't even realize it's already up 5,000% in the last six months. And yeah, they, they might make, you know, two or three X on it. Congratulations. But like that thing, that, that Dogecoin is going to like 
completely go off the cliff and retrace, you know? So, um, when we talk about volatility, those are some numbers to kind of go with it, right? Like up 10 X down 85% up another 10 X down 85%. So I think the big thing there though, is, and you kind of alluded to this, um, knowing when to buy, but also knowing how much to risk. Um, Cause yeah, you don't want to expose 100% of your portfolio to something that's going up 10 X and then down 80%. That like, there's no, there's nothing good that comes from that, <laughs> but yeah, you know, a smaller percent that can be really effective. So to summarize, I mean, altcoins. if you think in terms of, uh, I'll, I'll use a phrase that uh, some people have used a risk curve. A lot of people that are traditional investors would say that Bitcoin and Ethereum are already pretty far out on the, the risk curve in terms of being a speculative asset, right? At, right? They would say unproven, uh, risky business. But let's just take the term, uh, the world of crypto, uh, this risk curve, you've got Bitcoin and Ethereum, you've got proven commodities, larger cap alts like uh, Solana or Binance or whatever. Like when a lot of these altcoins, um, you mentioned some of the meme coins. I mean, you know, you name it, any new project, these things are pretty far out on the risk curve. So the point is a lot of people get into crypto because they they want to make life changing wealth like next week. And what's wild is that that is on the table like you you can make fire. But you can also get burned by the same fire. And that's kind of a I think we're not we're not naysayers. We're not down on alts. We like alts. We have exposure to alts. I think we're trying to to turn the volume up on the the reality of alts. On Twitter, you always hear the you know, it's like it's like with the lottery, right? You hear about the people that win. You don't hear about the people that get wrecked and have their life ruined and, you know, have to take a second mortgage on their house. And so we're not trying to be uh, Debbie Downer over here or Donnie Downer or whatever it is, but we want you to understand the full picture. We kind of see that as part of our job. So, Justin, you mentioned um, looking at trying to limit. Maybe uh, you gain access to an alt, you gain access to upside, and you limit how much exposure you have to it and thereby sort of protect yourself. Are there any other sort of strategic big points as you think about alts that you, uh, you would want to, to share? Yeah, I think, um, the, I guess like, I don't know if this is a strategic point, but it's something that if you don't have a good uh, handle on, like it's gonna be really hard to be successful. And that is like, you have to take profits. Like you can't, um, you can't ride, you know, an altcoin up 10 X and not take profits because you want a hundred X or a thousand X. So I guess like that greediness can really, um, take control when you're playing altcoins because like, yeah, riding a coin up 10 X, it just, it just does something to your brain that. I've never, you know, I've, I've described it as like truckloads of dopamine, you know, being dumped on your brain when something like that happens. Um, but it's really easy to kind of like lose sight of your strategy and your approach. You know, the plan that you had going in, oh, now you're kind of scrapping that because, oh, you're up so massively and you want more. So that mentality can, I guess, ruin your strategy. And I think that is a big mistake that 
uh, a lot of people make. So one way to, you know, um, fight against that, though, is you don't have to sell everything, right? You don't have to, when I say take profits, that doesn't mean you have to sell all of that coin. Uh, a lot of times it's smart to just take it, take it out in waves. You know, like we've talked about that with, with Bitcoin, as you dollar cost average in, dollar cost average out, same principle applies. Um, yeah, because then you then you you've locked in your profits, you've stayed safe, but you also still have upside for this coin that you know is showing good good strength, and it looks like it's going to keep going. So, yeah, very good. And one of the things I've mentioned probably in our in our our personal discussions that is a big strategy of mine. Um, I don't know that this is always right for everybody. It helps me a lot. One thing I've mentioned as a a mindset is. I want the ability to buy as much patience as I can because I believe in this space and the upside of the space. I want to give myself the longest exposure and time horizon that I can because I think that, that maximizes my gain and minimizes my risk. In order to do that, a lot of times um, I like when I get in profit on a, on a project, I love to get to a spot where I've taken profits to cover my initial investment. So basically, at worst, I'm net even. I'm, I'm, I'm zero, right? But I may still have 40, 60, 70, 80% of that asset still in my wallet, in my portfolio. But in that regard, I feel like I could hold that coin for 6, 9, 12, 18 months. And I... I haven't lost any any money. Now that's not always right, but my point is, even if even if a coin does a quick two x, and I can sell forty or fifty percent of my stack and immediately be in net profit, that's a really good strategy for me because it helps my mindset. Um, one of the things about alts that I've seen this is a bit anecdotal. I think the data would prove it out. If you buy something and it immediately two or three x's that's a really good opportunity to sell and just be very happy. Um, move it into something else. Go buy yourself something. Go buy your spouse or significant other something. The other scenario is to basically be willing to be more patient than anybody else. I think the downside, the place of the kind of the graveyard scenario is you buy, you feel like a genius, like you said. Your barber is talking to you about the coin you just bought. You feel like an absolute rock star then the rug gets pulled out everybody that bought earlier than you dumps on you and now you're left at 70 percent 80 percent loss and there's that middle that middle valley that middle graveyard uh so justin would you agree with that in terms of if you're going to sell you either need to look to get out early or like i said you're going to be a long-term holder and supporter of the technology but again, historically, not only do altcoins alt outperform Bitcoin, they outperform the market, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum in like crazy ways. Any any read and react on that? Yeah, for me, um, based on like my experiences, one of the things that I want to do better over the next four years, over this next cycle, is I want to have some of my altcoin money where I can be pretty liquid and like move around and you know invest in new projects that come up i want to have money ready for that um but i also want to be better about you know picking some a few altcoins that i really like and just putting a little bit in them and then looking away and, and literally just coming back two years later um 
primarily because of what you said there, like over, over time, if you can zoom out, uh, you know, a lot of these coins do really well, but watching the price in that process is really challenging. And it really, um, it can really affect like how you make decisions if you're constantly watching the price. So I guess like I want, ex I want exposure to both strategies. Um, part partly because I think the buying and the holding and looking away, I actually think that's going to make me more money, but I really enjoy, I enjoy <laughs> the, the, like being able to learn new things and move around. So like, I kind of have to like, I have to scratch that itch, if you will. There, there's, there really is nothing like grinding out a five-minute chart. There, there really oh, is yeah. nothing else like it. So I will make a – go ahead. I was going to say one story there. Well, we're going to save the stories to the end. I, I can wait for that. That's right. I'll hold on to that one. <laughs> All right. So one one thing that I wanted to say is this is actually – altcoins are a really good opportunity to review our some of our core four items. And I'll, I'll say this very briefly, and we'll get on to uh, the next segment here. Uh, but a reminder about honoring the king and queen. One of the reasons we talk about Bitcoin so much, Justin, I actually think on this podcast, you and I have talked about Bitcoin specifically more in six or seven episodes than we probably have in like 12 months or 18 months. But part of that is not because necessarily we're saying you only need access and exposure to Bitcoin, but it's because if we understand Bitcoin, we understand Ethereum, we have such a leg up into understanding the entire market. And that's actually, you know, a viewport or whatever into, into really seeing, understanding, and calibrating with the entire space. You mentioned it, take profits. Like you, you cannot be successful. You cannot grow wealth. Uh, you cannot protect investment if you do not take profits. Or again, the only other thing is you've got to be willing to hold out a lot longer than 99.99% of people are willing to hold. And again, like you said, Justin, you ha we have to understand these trades, these investments in light of a larger time horizon, four year, even longer. So it's just a good reminder. The core four really do apply to alts. And I think it's been a good discussion. I'll also mention here, a lot of times when you're looking at an altcoin, uh, an ounce of perspective uh, from someone else is, is really worth its weight in gold, which leads me to say, uh, we've had some really good discussions in the last 10 days on the Blazing community on our paid Discord channel. So we launched that about 10, 10 days ago, two weeks ago. Uh, we've had a number of people already join with us. And, and even this week, Justin, uh, one of our members was asking you about an entry on a coin that he was looking at. Uh, so you, you gave him a chart, you identified an entry, uh, sort of a, a success and a failure scenario. Um, and I think that was a, a really great way of utilizing the community, utilizing you as uh, you know an, an expert resource on that move. So I, I want to take a second here and just remind people, um, we, we, we did launch that Blazing community uh, about two weeks ago. And I got a question pretty early after someone sort of reviewed the podcast, reviewed the page about whether it was sort of just a community, just a chat, just a forum, sort of just people sort of piling in information. And it is a community and we picked Discord for that purpose. But you and I are also delivering content. Sometimes it's daily. It's it's certainly at multiple points of uh, of the week. So we, we provided a market update video on what we saw happening with Bitcoin uh, sort of some larger, some larger ideas on where the market was headed. 
Uh, we've been sharing several models, charts, um, projects that we're moving into. Uh, we even had a, a riveting in, NFT discussion yesterday, which uh, stay tuned for that in, in the podcast series here. Uh, but Justin, anything else you wanted to say about the Blazing community? I, I mean, frankly, it's just been really cool to me to be able to to get people's questions of things they're wrestling through. And multiple people are able to speak in really quickly, give a perspective. And I think we're helping people make better decisions. Anything that you've been happy with, surprised by there? Yeah, I've just really been happy with the interaction that not just like, you know, you or I have had with individual people. Um, but I think just the overall, like that community mindset of we're having a discussion around, you know, maybe a specific coin or um, whatever, the, it, zooming out on like, oh, this whole cycle and kind of like having a big picture discussion. But I guess like, you know, people leaning in from different angles, um, people that have different experiences and can share stories, but also um, being able to really like, deliver the right information to the right individuals has been really cool to see that happen on discord. That's good. Yeah. And the whole reason that we started this thing, the whole reason why discord made a lot of sense is we are committed, absolutely committed to the success of this community. To me, the success of this whole thing would be summed up by, and I mentioned this just yesterday, Justin, in our planning discussion, you go to lunch with a friend and he's sort of he or she kind of shills the projects th that they're in and how 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 much they've been up and they want to get you in on the ground floor and you're able to say hey that's awesome like i'm glad for your success here's my plan here's how i'm approaching the market here's what i'm doing um here's the point of view that i share um i, I want everyone that follows us to have the confidence the conviction and the clarity to be able to represent a point of view in the market that's backed by history, that's backed by data, that's backed by insights and perspective. Um, and and, and at, at an outcome level, that's really what you're going to get. So I love the fact that people are listening to the podcast. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. We're getting some great feedback there and we want to provide a lot of value in sort of 25, 30, 32 minute segments uh, as I look at my clock here. But also um, the way to go deeper with us, the way to go deeper with crypto is by joining the Blazing community. So a reminder, it's $12.99 a month. It's basically a Disney Plus subscription, but you will be, you will be smarter. Uh, you will have a path to growing wealth with crypto, and you'll have a lot of fun along the way. I don't think Disney Plus is giving out dividends the last time that I... <laughs> checked, but I may need to brush up on my streaming services. Again, you can cancel at any time, uh, but we don't think that you will want to. So thank you to everybody that's joined us, everyone that shared our content, everyone that supported us. We are deeply, deeply grateful. Justin, getting out on this episode, we're going to go back to altcoins. I want you to tell me and tell our audience what your favorite altcoin story is. Oh, man. Unfortunately, I don't know if I should say favorite. It's my most memorable. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, this one did not go in my favor. Or, I mean, you could argue that it didn't. Uh, so it was or it was like January 2021. Yeah, so earlier this year. Um, and Doge was Doge was like could not be any cheaper cheaper. 
It literally, it was almost impossible for it. It was as close to zero as it could possibly get. Um, and I was like, you know what? I need to have some Dogecoin exposure because this thing usually leads the market. Uh, and so I, I bought a million Dogecoins uh, <laughs> for like not very much money because it was it was so cheap. And then I decided to sell those for a 30% profit. Uh, and I made a 30% gain. Congrats. You know, that's that's pretty awesome. Anybody's happy about that. Uh, but then, you know, Doge uh, went on its journey for the next few months up to 75 cents. Uh, and uh, I'm not really was, good at math. What is 75 cents times a million? I'm not very good yeah, with the, the calculator. $750,000. Yes, you wanted me to say it out loud. I know you're you're good at math. Oh, my, anyway. my sales trainer, my sales trainer told me to never do the math for someone to always make them say the numbers. <laughs> I'm following that advice. Uh, um, so the main thing there, though, is like some of the main talking points in this podcast have come from that story. Right. Um, I I don't care what I'm buying for the rest of my life. I will I will do what's called holding a moon bag. I will never sell completely out of that position. Even if I hold, even if I sell off 98% of that position, I'm still going to keep a tiny little bit that allows me to scale out over time. Um, if I had just had that principle in place on that trade, uh, that would have that would have made a huge impact on how that trade would have played out. Um, but being all in or all out, it limited me to a 30% upside on an asset that had a whole lot higher upside than that. Um, so I guess like that's my most memorable story, but it's, I learned valuable lessons in that. Right. And yeah, I didn't make money at the time that much money, but like, I'm, I think those lessons over time will give me an edge on the market and that's valuable. Yeah. At a high level, I will say, and I'll give a couple specifics in a second at a high level, the trades, the altcoin trades I've made that have gone poorly are when I simply chased a market, chased a trend, chased you into a trade. Uh, not that not that getting into the coin was bad, but the point is I didn't really know why I was getting in. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know where the move was, and I didn't know what I didn't have a plan to get out. I didn't really know what I was looking for, and I'm just I'm sorry. There's just way more people that are smarter than I am that are. I'm, I'm just going to get hammered every single time when I do that. Um, and I think most people could relate to that story. The two times, the two times, the, the several times that I've had really, really successful trades on, and I'm talking about, you know, altcoins um, that are small. First of all, it's when I forgot about them. And I think that goes to support the hold longer than everybody else and get rewarded theory. So uh, back to Doge, Justin, in 2019, credit to you. You told me, hey, buy Doge and, and set sell orders and just forget about it. And I did. Uh, so I bought Doge on an exchange. I think I put 40 or 50 bucks in it. It was literally worth zero. I had 10 or 12,000 Doge um, wood that I could have added a zero or two to that. But um, I actually set sell targets and forgot about it. Uh, December of 2020, so a year, year and a half later, I log into that exchange and it was like, oh yeah, I've got 10 or 12,000 Doge and I actually lowered my sell targets because I thought they were like too ungodly and too unrealistic. So I lowered them from like 20X and 40X down to 6, 8, 10, and 12X. 
And literally in a couple of weeks, all of those all of those sell orders triggered, and I made you know uh, eight to ten x investment or a return on that investment that I you know then plugged into another project to to roll those those profits in, which was a great trade. And then we didn't know that Doge was going to go up, up another ten x, <laughs> of course. But the point is, I forgot about it. Um, that also happened with Litecoin in the summer of 2019, I believe. We're actually three x my Litecoin investment over like a three to four to five month period of time simply because I forgot about it. This is not advice to forget about your trades and forget about your positions. But the point is most of the time we get in our own way. And frankly, just to be honest, we don't really know what we're doing. Uh, and so we're sort of just exposing capital for no reason, uh, just to try to ride some gravy train that's probably about to stop at the station and unload. And you are the one and I am the one that's going to get unloaded on. So, as always, stay safe out there, right? Um, but as we as we wrap up, I hope this has been helpful. The altcoin world is, is, is fast, it's furious, it's rapidly developing. There's a lot to learn. So I uh, would love to have you join us in the Blazing community. Again, that's blazingcrypto.io slash join. You can find everything you need there. We'd love to have you join us on Discord. So for Justin, I'm Brandon. Happy New Year. And we will see you on the other side. For more information, check out our website at blazingcrypto.io. Additionally, if you have friends that are new to crypto, share our trailhead videos from our website, which is a great way to get introduced to crypto.